With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings, welcome inside the final hour of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Now, we got a real hot take coming your way from the NFL, but first, a little bit on Jared Goff. We spent a lot of time talking about Brady tonight, uh, having the bad game he did, and clearly the Rams, look, I I told you, they're the best most all-around, they're the best all-around team in the NFC. And if they were in the Super Bowl this year, I would not be surprised. They are, every week they're getting better and they are solid everywhere. Tonight was a night where they showed we can win any kind of game. We don't need to run the ball 35 times a game to win, even though that's what we like to do. We got a bunch of Jags running the football, whether it's Brown or Akers or Henderson, doesn't matter. We still run the football 35, 40 times a game. We have a really good offensive line. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to ask Jared Goff to do a little bit less because he's not that kind of guy that can win a shootout every single week. 
But once in a while, your quarterback has to be able to do that. And this is where I like the Rams even more than I like the 49ers last year because Jimmy Garoppolo could do that once in a while, but Jared Goff clearly can have those nights where, boy, he looks terrific. And tonight, he throws for 376 and three touchdowns. They needed to score on his arm tonight, and he was able to do it. The Buccaneers said, you're not going to run the football on us, and the Rams had 20 attempts for 37 yards. You could tell right away that they couldn't run the football at all. It was going to have to be golf through the air. And they have enough weapons, and Goff can do it once in a while. You can rely on Jared Goff. As long as it's not every week saying, hey, get us out of trouble, then you can live that way. And Goff had a good night tonight. He did throw a couple of picks, and the second one was really bad. And it tells you this is why you can't rely on him as your gunslinger number one overall pick. But... The guy threw for 375 tonight, and and all I'm seeing in my timeline, Jared Goff, is, oh, Goff almost cost us the game. It was terrible. Yeah, he did throw a bad pick. He had a really bad uh, um, series of downs there where he fumbled the first snap, and then he got called for delay a game, and then he threw an interception. It was a bad three-play sequence for Jared Goff, but still, they would not have been in the game tonight without him. Once in a while, it can work, and if the Rams stick with this philosophy, and most of the time we run, but hey, every two, three weeks, Goff can go for 350 and win, that's fine. He's thrown for over 300 yards each of the past three games, okay? So you clearly know the guy can do it, but he doesn't have to do it every week, and that's why the Rams are as good as they are. This is the best rush defense in football that they played tonight. So expecting any greatness from Akers, Henderson, anybody on the ground, that wasn't going to happen. It just wasn't. And I think the Rams ran enough to to move some clock, try to shorten the game a little bit, and they were working the ball downfield. For Jared Goff, it was a good performance, throwing into space, throwing Cooper Cup and Robert Woods open. You saw opportunity after opportunity for a lot of yak. There it is again uh, if you're playing a drinking game at home, uh, down another one. But the, you're looking at, at a guy who's found his stride. Two, four, what's five of his last eight games? We're looking at 300-plus multiple touchdowns in all but three games this season. Sure, is he going to throw you into some odd positions at time? Absolutely. That's most quarterbacks do. Right, a missed read, or perhaps a little bit too much zip on the ball, which is sometimes his detriment of things. Right, of the hey ball off the receiver's hands, and you get hit by the ricochet. Uh, in this case, he played mostly a clean game and put them in a position to win. And that defense was more than capable of sealing the deal. And that's what you got tonight. You take the W, back-to-back wins against Seattle and Tampa Bay. I think you'll take the spike and move forward to a game against the Niners. Good job, Jared Goff. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith here with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Again, the, the, this is what the Rams have become. They realize this is how we have to adapt our team, and they've done it great. Uh, we'll have more on this game coming up. But you'll hear from Tom Brady, uh, who just talked a few minutes ago about his really unfortunate pass at the end of the game. Uh, but one of the big stories out of the NFL this weekend, it clearly, it is, this is just gets so much more interesting to me like every single day, is take a look right now at where things sit in the NFC East, where the Eagles are still in first place, 3-6-1, and one, and then you have the Giants, Cowboys, and, and, and Washington all at 3-7. and seven. 
right? So they're all a half game out of first place. As bad as it was for these teams at different points this year, the Giants were in the running for the number one overall pick until two weeks ago. The Cowboys were done, dead and buried. They were thinking maybe Trevor Lawrence until a couple weeks ago. And now look where they all are. They're all within a half game of first place. Now, first I'll give you the hot take. Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. All right, Cowboys are going to win. They had a big game yesterday, and we'll get to why, one of the reasons behind it in a couple minutes. But they had a great game yesterday. They have the best weapons in the NFC East. They have the playmakers they need. If Andy Dalton is healthy, they've gotten through that, that rough patch, and they're the best team, and they should wind up winning. Not because they're good. The Cowboys stink. They're terrible. But so is Washington, so are the Giants, and so are the Eagles. They're finding a way to give this away. Cowboys are going to win this because they have the most favorable schedule down the stretch, right? They, they, but by far and away in the NFC East, they have the best schedule because to win this division, you got to go three and three down the stretch. None of these teams are going four and two because the schedule is too difficult because the teams are better and these four teams all stink. So you're talking about trying to go three and three. Only the Cowboys have that chance because they go Washington, Baltimore, Cincinnati, no Joe Burrow, San Francisco, Philadelphia, and the Giants. That's the easiest schedule. And even there, you could say, all right, maybe that's three wins. Maybe that's three wins for the Cowboys. But that's that's it. Everybody else, the schedule is too tough. Washington still has to play Pittsburgh. They got Seattle. They got Carolina. They're not winning any of those games. All right, the Giants still have Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland, and Baltimore. They're not winning three games. And you look at Philadelphia. They have Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, and Arizona. They're not winning three games. The Cowboys have the schedule, and they're going to be able to win three of these last six games, and at 6-10, and they're going to wind up winning the NFC East. We are going to have a six-win team win a division. We said this two months ago, Mike, oh, look how bad this division is. Somebody could go 6-10 and and win. Now it's, oh, man. Somebody's going to go six and ten. Forget about seven and nine. Now it looks like, oh, wow, seven and nine. You look dominant right there. No, this is going to be six and ten is going to win the NFC East legitimately. Six and ten is going to win the NFC East. And I dig it. I'm all for it, especially if you've got weapons like Dallas has on the outsides. All you need is an opportunity, and Jerry Jones has a chance at greatness, has a chance (laughs) at glory. Look, because Philadelphia is fundamentally flawed at every spot, right? We like Miles Sanders, but he's a one-man gang. There's nothing in that receiving game that gets you excited. Yeah, Rager might be a player down the line. Zach Ertz is banged up all the time. Dallas Goddard is good, but... You don't have much much hope of even getting them the football behind that offensive line. And right now, Carson Wentz is a man without confidence. He's a guy who's lacking. He's got that same shame cycle that Tom Brady has going on right now. You got to listen to the whole show. <laughs> uh, but you have that flowing, and you also you, you look at Washington. Alex Smith has McLaurin. You've got the the dual running back Gibson and McKissick. They're fun, and that defensive front is good. But can they score enough points? I don't think so. Uh, And then finally, when we we look at the New York football Giants, a strong defense. But again, you can't score a lot of points. So are you going to be able to grind out wins? I don't think so. You need to be able to score points in this league to win consistently. And that's where Dallas comes in. If Andy Dalton can stay healthy, this becomes an interesting 
kind of flow, and I, I liked what they did coming out of their bye week, getting creative and getting a Ezekiel Elliott out on the outside, right? He catches a pass, finds the end zone, and what do you know? They start finding a little success up the gut. Remember, Minnesota was starting to surge. Wish you probably hadn't traded Yannick Ngakwe away, now did you? Uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit of a pass rush. Maybe a little bit of an ability to run the line of scrimmage, but instead, uh, Ezekiel Elliott has a season-high 103 rushing yards and you get some balance in that offense cd lamb making some crazy plays to rival all those things of of adam thielen by the way hopefully adam thielen is healthy uh and gets out there uh and we know that uh the the positive covid test and all the jokes about well everything that adam thielen can catch that was the punchline for I saw way too many times on Twitter. Frostburg might have been first, but then it became uh, ubiquitous, so nobody gets to claim their $7 off that one. Uh, but you, we, we saw a big win. We saw them score points. And in, if that lineup can gel a little bit, yeah, they're dangerous to win uh, six games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, it's going to be amazing. But six wins, that's a thats a legit thing. This is not just, oh, man, how awesome would that be? No, that's a legit thing. You're trying to have teams win three more, and, and some of those there's no way they're going to. It's going to be great. Uh, but what made this possible, and maybe might have made this possible for the Dallas Cowboys, all as bad as it was, the Cowboys are the favorites. One of the things the Cowboys players pointed to is as what gave them some inspiration, loosened them up a bit for their win over the Vikings yesterday, was that at the team meeting on Saturday night, Mike McCarthy wanted to hammer home some points about what the team needed to do, what he wanted to see them do on Sunday. So he borrowed the act of former, well, still a comedian, he's still a comedian, but I, I mean, I don't know if he does anything anymore, from the comedian Gallagher, who got famous in the late 80s and most of the 90s by smashing watermelons in different pieces of fruit during his comedy act. I mean, he wasn't ever very funny, but the guy's smashing watermelons and that becomes his thing. So Mike McCarthy brought a sledgehammer and some watermelons into the meeting and he would talk about what he wanted the team to do and he would use a sledgehammer and he would just bust up watermelons. Players came in and they grabbed the sledgehammer and did it themselves and talked about what they wanted to do and it became like a, like a 1993 uh, Comedy Central special. I guess some of the Cowboys players are wearing ponchos all around because everybody yeah. <laughs> would wear ponchos at Gallagher concerts. They didn't want to get hit with all the fruit. So this is what was passed for inspiration for the Cowboys smashing watermelons in front of the players. In the early 90s, Gallagher's younger brother, Ron, asked him for permission to perform shows using Gallagher's trademark sledgeomatic routine. <laughs> <laughs> just in the promotional materials you had to remind folks that it was ron and not leo <laughs> so you had two gallagher's going around the country and since all they were doing was smashing watermelons didn't really matter which idiot had the sledgehammer no it didn't and, and i use the term idiot uh with all due respect because well they got paid <laughs> I mean, they got paid for doing this. Uh, he was on the Tonight Show uh, early on when, well, Johnny Carson didn't want him on. So when Carson took some time off, the subs would have him on because the staff liked him. Reading up on Gallagher uh, after reading about this bit, uh, Mike McCarthy, I really want to know what the hell he was doing during his year off now. This becomes far more fascinating to me. It's like, how did you end up with that one in the repertoire? I mean, where where did you see a Gallagher bit that made you pull that one out of the archives? That that's all. That's that's all the curiosity that I have about this one. But it worked. 
If for one it did. day, I can't wait to see. Do they go carrot top next? <laughs> Suddenly, Mike McCarthy comes in and goes, "Hickory dickory duck." There's two minutes left on the clock. <laughs> hey, Dalton, throw the ball, or we'll win it all, or I'll cut you so fast you'll fall. Oh, hey, yo, hey, yo. And he's smoking a cigarette the weird way. And, it's and he's 90s comedian. In front of a uh, fair lane, just like the movie all those years ago. <laughs> McCarthy just starts walking around like he wears a leather jacket. <laughs> Pompadour he's got the big hair. Martin chops going. We actually have there, buddy. No, I'm just doing the dice, man. How he okay. would do his thing. Maybe having convulsions. Oh, that's what he would do. Uh, hey, tie shirt. We actually have audio of McCarthy uh, smashing watermelons. I, yes, I do, Jason. We do. Okay, well, that's that's a good job by you, first of all. I want to say that's a fantastic. Well, I have uh, people in high places, Jay. All right, very good. I have people I know that I have people I know that worked at Cinemax in 1996. Uh, all Cinemax. Right, so, well, yes, back then it was Cinemax. Yes. yes, it was. Not anymore though. Cinemax oh, is going no, away no. from that now. Cinemax is legit now. They like have like oh, Cinemax has uh, you know art house movies now. You know they they run things like The King's Speech and um, Jumanji. So, I mean, they're legit. Okay. All right. So, uh, <laughs> let's hear. I was hear. waiting for the sound to hit. but I, was, right. I, thought, I thought Taisha was going to play something. I thought I'd. No, Ooh, no. That was, that was a lot of uh, illustrious movies. I couldn't touch that. Okay. All right. Just left uh, you dangling out there. Can we hear a little bit of uh, Mike McCarthy? Let's hear it. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, go ahead. That's right. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. We've got too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to keep our composure. Well, that was that that, that certainly got their attention. That watermelon didn't stand a chance. No, 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 no. I'm just smashing things around. Uh, but now we actually have the smashing of the the, the uh, ceremonial smashing of the watermelons, right? Let's do it. All right, go ahead. We're gonna start with the watermelon. Ah! <laughs> Good night, everybody. This fulfills my obligation like Doug Peterson on that radio show last week. I answered the phone. I'm done. I smashed one damn watermelon for you people. I got your money. Get out. There it is. But Up next. You got your H- commemorative Gallagher uh, bibs and uh, ponchos. Up next on HBO, Dennis Miller's talk show. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs> that is well, I should just say it's coming out at 9.58. Yeah. Well, it's a 90-second act. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. We are live from the Geico Studios. Coming up, you'll hear from Tom Brady. And uh, you talk about hot takes. we got another one coming up your way because if Patrick Mahomes – is the best quarterback drafted the last four years. I got a sneaking suspicion I know who the second best quarterback's going to be, and it was really on display on Sunday. That's coming up next. Keep it right here. Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. I'm an ass, man. You know, it's funny, Mike. We, we talked about the, uh, the Cowboys situation a few minutes ago. Mike McCarthy uh, smashing watermelons like Gallagher to get yeah. the team pumped up on Saturday. And it got me thinking about, you know, we talked about all these great 80s and 90s comedians. And, like, all through my timeline, people on Twitter, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, going through all these great comedians of the 90s, people that you just would see on MTV or VH1 or Comedy Central that you just don't see anymore, that you're like, oh, my goodness, I remember them. Oh, my goodness, I remember them. Like uh, Brian Regan or Mario Joyner. You know, Kathleen Madigan. I mean, it was just all these people like, oh, my God, I remember these people from like these big stand ups they would do like in the 90s. Uh, And it's like now I want to go after the show is over. I'm going to look and go best comedians of the 90s and see what comes up. Oh, I think that'll be a good, uh, good cathartic exercise for you as you get deep into prop comics. (laughs) Some insult comics. Prop comics. (laughs) 
Look, look, as soon as Carrot Top got got fat with a big contract, everybody wanted in on that. I got a trunk of crap, too. Let's go. (laughs) I actually went to go see a prop comic once, and it was – he would use – he used a – I don't know what – what's one of those? It's like a uh, a portable tray where it – it's just one of those things where it just opens a little bit and, and you can put like plates on it or something, something that stands up. And that's what he used as for his entire act. And I'm going, oh, my God, this guy's going to use this. Like a little TV tray kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, that, that's what he used, except it was metal. So it was it, – but that's kind of what it was. And it would just open and close. And that, that was his prop for the entire – I'm like, wow. he's going to do this for his entire 20 minutes. Okay. And he used it for the – he would use it as like it pretended to be a window. He pretended it was going to – it was a television set. I like it was all these different things in twenty minutes. How did that make you feel at the end of it? Did you uh, feel it made smarter, me feel like dumber? Did you laugh? Uh, did you give up on it after about three minutes? No, I know. Actually, you know what is a night when I went to go see uh, uh, who was the headliner? Oh, uh, Joe Rogan was the headliner. This is back in the night before Joe Rogan's became the big star he is now with everything going on. And I remember seeing Joe and Joe Rogan was the headliner. And the thing is, Los Angeles is, is you know, is not too far from Orange County. And uh, you know, after when you see like 10 comedians in a night, people want to go home. And so like it, like he was coming out like near the end. And, and when they changed over from from comedians and he comes out to do his thing and like people are leaving from their table to get up and go because it's like, OK, it's 11 o'clock. I just saw eight comedians ready to go home. And yeah. he, he yelled out. He goes, hey, how are you guys going? Have a nice drive back to Orange County, all you soccer moms. <laughs> so you went, you were hanging out in Hermosa Beach at the uh, Comedy and Magic Club, huh? Oh, he was, he was just screaming, have a ride, a good ride back home. And nobody that. wanted to get up and leave because you knew you were going to be part of the act. Like if, like if when people, were, when they were done going, hey, there's our comedian, uh, you know, Johnny Sanchez, whoever it was, oh, great, everybody clap. He would walk off, they go, now entering the stage, people would get up and run for the exits because they didn't, because they knew as soon as the comedian came on, if he <laughs> saw people leaving, he was going to yell at them. And Joe Rogan just got everybody getting up, walking away. Have a nice drive back to Orange County. He was so mad. I remember having to be moved at a comedy club because everybody really? kept trying to use me in their act. Oh, I thought I was like funnier because... than they were. Wow. Well, you are pretty funny. Well, I got to say. So it became one line smart ass things back and I was getting a bigger laugh. So they were getting mad. <laughs> it's like to tell your people backstage to leave the guy in the purple shirt alone. <laughs> Coming to the stage now. It's Mike Harmon. You know, people call me Mark. You know what I say? You do that blank you. Bye. All right. So um, that was a pretty good one liner. You like that, I like huh? That. Yeah, no, I that was, was thinking about that. Was that some of your buddy. finest work, buddy. I'm trying to help you. Uh, hey, let's hear from Tom Brady a little bit. Uh, a a bad game for Brady tonight, and we've talked about him a lot. Now, this is just who Brady is. Some weeks he's going to be good. Some weeks he's not. He's Joe Montana at the end, not Peyton Manning with Denver. He's just trying to hold on. And week to week, it could be a great week. It could be a bad week. But to a couple of bad turnovers for the Buccaneers did them in Brady's interception at the end. I don't know what he was thinking, but let's find out. That's yeah, just a bad read, and uh, you know Cam was running up the seam, and just at the last second, I was saw the safety coming over and just you know popped it over Cam's head. So just a bad read, bad throw, decision, everything can't happen. All right, we'll, go to, we'll go to Jenna Lane. 
Hey, Tom, I know how much you put into this, and I also know that the deep passes were a big point of emphasis for you going into this week. Um, what types of things were the Rams doing that were making some of those connections more difficult for you downfield? They do. They did a good job preventing them. You know, they, they kind of play a defense that, um, you know, makes it tough to hit them. Not, they're not impossible to hit, but they're, they're tight. And uh, the guys did a good job running them. We had a couple shots, but uh, in the end, didn't come up with any. All right, we're going to go to Eric Hoffman. Tom, you've come up with so many game-winning drives in the fourth quarter and overtime, Tom. So on a night like this, how disappointed are you in yourself? Absolutely, yeah. I think that's a good word, disappointed, and uh, I have to do a better job. Absolutely. I just want to ask you about the, the deep ball. It seems like going back maybe since the Raiders game, uh, you guys have been able to get some DPI calls, absolutely, but but just haven't connected on the deep balls the way you did in the first four or five games of the season. Is there something you'd point to for why that hasn't clicked as it did early on? Uh, I will have to study it. Again, we're, we're, we've had some chances, definitely, and receivers are doing a great job, and i got to get on the ball. So got to figure out how to do that. Look, and that's the thing. When, when, when quarterbacks get old and you hear, oh, they're not the quarterback they used to be, you know, what are a couple of things that happens? They can't throw deep like they used to, and they can't throw into tight windows like they used to because they don't have the arm that they did earlier in their career. And that's a couple of things you're seeing with Brady. Tonight he had trouble throwing in tight windows, and clearly part of the deep ball is not big time in the Buccaneers' Uh, philosophy now on offense because Brady has trouble throwing the ball deep and with, with with some kind of accuracy. And you would think that wouldn't be because when you have Antonio Brown and, and Evans and Godwin, you should be able to open up the field a little bit more. But instead, despite the fact that they threw the ball, you know, he threw the ball tonight 48 times, he threw for 216 yards. You know, I mean, you, you're, you're not going to win many games when, when you throw the ball nearly 50 times and you barely crack 200 yards. Yeah, your yards per pass play, not exactly what's standing out. Look, one of the great uh, stats to pull out and uh, analyze a football game. In the end, it's all about points. Don't let everybody make it about yards, but we can read something into the effectiveness of the downfield passing game. And to your point with Brady, yeah, they don't have the deep ball in the arsenal. What you do have is a number of athletic receivers that doesn't mean they can't win from 5 to 15 yards down the field. Forget about the deep balls are going to be there once in a blue moon. This is a good Rams defense disciplined and didn't need to send extra help to to rattle Brady a little bit and move him off the spot other teams you'll be able to get away with that but here you've just got to be better about finding that secondary tertiary option because they're going to have man coverage and have an opportunity to make a play just don't try to press it downfield you don't have the arm strength to do it consistently I mean tonight Brady was less was four and a half yards per attempt I mean that's that's what Brady four and a half yards per attempt I mean that's that's abysmal I mean, By the way, uh, disappointed, Tom? Way. How disappointed in, are you in yourself? <laughs> <laughs> how great a question is that? Can you tell us how bad you were, you were tonight? Can you tell us how bad you how much you let yourself down and your family and everybody who supported you? Can you tell us how bad you feel about that, Tom? I'll- Do you think this is going to be really bad for the sales of TB12 products for the next 24 to 48 hours, <laughs> uh, even with your holiday specials that you brought up? <laughs> do you think people will burn your jersey like they do LeBron's when they get really mad at him? Do you think that's going to happen, Tom? Will that happen to you? <laughs> Would you uh, pass better if you were in the creamsicles? <laughs> Would you pass better if you were in New England? Uh, I'll hang up and take it off the air.
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Now, one other thing off the NFL this week. If Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, and he is and it's not close, and we're in the Mahomes era where everybody's going to be compared to him for the next 10 to 12 years. Who's going to be the second best quarterback to come in the league since Mahomes was drafted? Okay, Mahomes came in the league in 2017. So if that's where the best quarterback came from, we've had a lot of quarterbacks drafted in the past four years, right? Darnold and Mayfield and Allen and Trubisky and Burrow and Tua and Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones. 
I was, I was gonna... on board the Joe, Joe Burrow bandwagon until yesterday. Yeah, I know. That was too bad. Well, hope, hopefully he can. You, hope, know what? He's, yeah. you know, he's young. And when you're 23, you bounce back a lot faster, especially True. when you haven't had a, a long career of getting hit as much as, as guys do in the NFL. Because, look, it's not like Burrow got hit a lot in the preseason or he didn't have games or anything else. So I'm hopeful that he, the combination of his youth and the fact he hasn't gotten hit a lot, and maybe he can get back for the beginning of the season, which would be awesome. Uh, but, you know, obviously, you know, best thoughts to him because he was having a yep. phenomenal year. But if you had to – if you asked me – since Mahomes now, this is the new era of quarterback coming to the league now since 2017. Who's going to have the next best career? If if I had to put money on it, I would say Justin Herbert. Look at you. And look, I, I admit when I was wrong on somebody and I was wrong on Herbert, he was polarizing in the draft. I saw him play games at Oregon. I, I say to myself, this guy's going to go in the first round. He had some absolute stinkers. He was awful. But early in the season when he took over, he came in and showed, I got this right away. And without any practice, without any big reps, without any preseason, because Terod Taylor had all the reps, he was the number one quarterback, he comes out right away. And he shows that, you know what, I can be accurate. I can throw the ball in tight windows, and I can move the team dynamically. We're not going to have to go down the field five and ten yards at a time. The touchdown pass he threw yesterday to Keenan Allen when he's rolling away to his weak side, and he just stops and slings in that pass when the Jets' DB is a foot away. I mean, you throw your arms up and go, what, 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 what do you expect me to do there? Right. I mean, that's sure. just some kind of throw. But especially after yesterday, seeing him, you know, the whole game, if, if that's where he was the beginning of the year, I can move the team dynamically. I can throw in tight windows. I'm accurate. This kid has zero panic in him. Every single play, there's no running around the pocket. There's no, I'm frantically looking. There's no, I'm throwing the ball up for grabs. It is methodical where here's the play. Here's where I'm going to move in the pocket. Here's where I'm going to go. Here's where I'm going to make my throw. And, and every single play, that's what it was. There, there was no rush. He was going to get the ball off. It's like the game has already slowed down for him, and he's in the middle of his rookie season. And boy, can he see the ball well downfield. Not many quarterbacks. It helps when you're 6'9", like he is. But not, not every quarterback <laughs> can see the ball and see the downfield like Herbert can. And man, when he lets it go, you know, he's got a guy. This is going to be open. I'm going to throw you open. There's a, as good as Keenan Allen was yesterday, and you know the guy had 35 catches, yeah. there were plays where he threw guys open where there was not a lot of daylight and I'll throw it deep and I'm throwing you open he's amazing I mean watching him play is incredible and the main reason why I can say Herbert over everybody else because there's other quarterbacks there people are going Jason what Kyler Murray Josh Allen are you kidding um what do the Chargers do what have they done for 40 years they've thrown the football and they throw it great and they've always thrown it well whether it's Dan Fouts or Stan Humphreys, or Craig Wheelahan, or... <laughs> wow, you or got Wheelahan in now. Yeah. I got Craig Wheelahan in, right? That was nice. You like that, right? Uh, or whether, whether it's Phillip Rivers, whoever else, they have always thrown the football, and they've always loaded up their team with stars that get outs, that outside stars, running backs, tight ends. They've always had enough weapons to allow the quarterback to succeed. And that's where you look at a player like Kyler Murray and you go, okay, they got him DeAndre Hopkins, but it's the Cardinals. Are they really going to do enough? And with the Bills, it's, okay, it's the Bills. Are they really going to get enough dynamic weapons or this is the offense? It's Josh Allen throwing when he has to and he can run. The, the numbers and the stuff that he's going to be able to put up, Justin Herbert, because of the team he plays on and because of their identity, if I had to say who's going to have the second best career behind Mahomes, it's going to be Justin Herbert. 
I like your enthusiasm there. Dan, I just wanted to punctuate. Look, uh, Joe, Joe Burrow was a pin cushion behind that Swiss cheese offensive line for the Bengals this year. So uh, he did get bludgeoned this year. Does, just doesn't have the career uh, pinball stats just yet. But this year uh, was a very, very rough thing. Just wanted to give the point of clarification because I know you were talking longer picture and not a guy who is in like his eighth year of being beaten up. So, But either way, <laughs> 23 years old, hopefully to see him bounce back. And in the meantime, uh, something to address, making sure, A, you've got a system that gets the ball out fast, B, you've got five guys up front to protect. With Justin Herbert, this is one where you and I differed a bit. Uh, uh, come draft time as we were doing the evaluations and starting to go back and look at the percentages and look at the ball coming out. And obviously coming out of Oregon, you know, it's one of those schools where part of it is, well, how much is that you just have better wide receiver athletes than some of the other squads of the Pac-12 and you, you maybe – put an asterisk on some of the throws, and that's fine. Uh, here you've got Keenan Allen, and I know Frostberg is just texting me stats for days. It is just ridiculous, uh, the man crush that he continues to possess there. But now you start looking at Guyton. You look at Mike Williams and his ability to get open. You know, there's a guy that was not going to be utilized particularly well in a Terod Taylor offense. Let's just call it what it is, right? You're running a completely different attack than you would have been had you gone and the unfortunate Terod Taylor injury and punctured lung not occurred, right? It would have been a lot more run the football. And now I see Austin Eckler is posting his workout videos again. So uh, his return is imminent and maybe you get a little bit uh, of the extra in the balance, but Kalen Bellage a nice find for them as well. Uh, given balance there, defensively, they'll get healthy. You got a lot of guys coming back. It's the old equivalent of, hey, they're like draft picks coming back or, you know, for the new year. <laughs> so if they can stay healthy, and that's the big if with the Chargers, right? Trying to get that all 22 out there. And, you know, the, as you projected on your little. Uh, metallic uh, mag- mag- magnet board. All right, there's the name. He's in at strong safety. Nope. <laughs> Chip that one off, you know, like your Billy Bob Thornton. You haven't been able to do it. I, I think uh, we'll have more of that going forward for Herbert's career, and he's set up, especially in that division where there's a lot of points being scored. It's going to be fun to watch. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. Coming up next, we got the play of the night and a story that we all need to kick off this big Thanksgiving week. Keep it right here. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios where uh, we got the play of the night coming your way in a couple of minutes, but the story we need right now to kick off this Thanksgiving week, no matter how often you're working, if you're getting together with people, do it smartly, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful, wear a mask, do smart, be smart, be smart. Uh, The story we need to kick things off is who was in the streets of Hawaii today giving away Thanksgiving turkeys. Just got turkeys in his hand. He's giving away to people. I'm very, very excited about it's it. Not, it was not empty. I'm so excited. It was not. Here, I'll give you this turkey if you could tell me what my batting average was at AA last year. Uh, 32. You don't get it. Uh, Marshawn Lynch giving away turkeys in Hawaii because, of course, why, why wouldn't Marshawn Lynch be giving away turkeys in Hawaii? Yeah. The legend. You want to talk about a guy who all you see is positivity. 
all the backpacks full of supplies, uh, everything he's done, giving out masks in the parks up in the Bay Area, and now he's walking the streets handing out turkeys, literally carrying them by the mesh handles that you get when you get them at the grocery <laughs> store. And you see the looks of the people in the cars from the video clip that I saw just going, looking at it going, I think that's... Nah, can't be, can it? I mean, because, look, if someone's walking around wanting to give you a full 10 to 12-pound bird, I mean, it might be a bit odd. But I celebrate Marshawn Lynch and everything he does. Uh, if you can and if you're able this holiday season also, you know, just remember to do a little bit of good. They got all the different uh, outreach things, even when you're checking out at the grocery store, at the buck or two if you can. Help make a difference. We appreciate you. <laughs> You know, that's great advice. And I also was thinking, you know how much I used to hate? Because I used to have to carry the turkey if my grandmother yeah. got it. And it was like, I felt like it's going to just cut my fingers off. Well, how big like, did, you, did you guys go with that? Oh, the turkey, she, well, though. we had a big family. My grandmother, it, my grandmother had five kids. So it was the, her kids, husbands, and their children. So we'd always, we have to get like a, you know, a 150 pound turkey. And so we'd get the turkey and she would say, you'll carry it in. I'm like, sure. And I'm carrying it. And it's that, that yellow nylon. And I'm like, it's just going to cut right through my fingers and my fingers are going to fall off i can't carry this anymore because i couldn't carry it you know in my hands it was it was, it was too big so i just had to carry it at one point i dragged wow. it across the grass and I brought, <laughs> I brought it in my grandmother said oh how did this yet yeah, great green stain get on it and i go Oh, uh, I said, oh, you know what? It, it, it rubbed up against uh, the green comet uh, thing on there. Yeah, it's fine. Look, look I, I wiped it off. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't want to tell her. I tracked it across the grass because I thought my fingers were going to come off. My, my panda hands couldn't deal with it. The netting was cutting into yeah. my fingers. That was the worst netting ever. Uh, and that's something that I guarantee you, all that netting is still in the world somewhere, like at the bottom of an ocean. Like there's no way that was ever biodegradable at all. There's no way. There's no way. That's too bad. Uh, time now for, but good on Marshawn Lynch for yeah, doing no, what he's absolutely doing. all bits of positivity you can find this year, this day. Find your wins if you like that Tom Brady sulked off the field. <laughs> raise a glass, <laughs> celebrate like Smith. Uh, time now for the play of the night. Brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent in your home? Well, sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see how much you could save. Geico.com, easy. Well, when the game is in the balance and you get a big INT because Tom Brady throws it right to you to win the game, well, you get to be the play of the night. Brady back to throw. He spins it down the right side and intercepted. Intercepted by Fuller at the 30. His second of the game, he takes a knee, and that should do it for Monday Night Football. The rookie with two picks in Tampa Bay. Rams, Radio Network on the call. <laughs> look, uh, look, we spent a lot of time talking about Brady, but the Rams are the most complete team in the NFC right now. They are the most complete team because the Seahawks, their defense is terrible. The Packers aren't as good. The Saints maybe, and you know, but there's a lot of unknown with Taysom Hill and where that's going to go. Their defense is getting better, but they're not nearly what the Rams are. And I mean, if I if the Rams made the Super Bowl this year, I would not be surprised because they have gotten better every single week, and they have that kind of look in them that they can just dominate teams here on out. Can the Seahawks defense rise like the Undertaker one more time before resting in peace? <laughs> you really watched too much of that this weekend. I think you watched too much of that. I celebrated every moment yeah. of it, all the legends together. <laughs> Come on, there was a big, I can't even give the spoiler alert in case folks haven't watched it yet. It was glorious. 
Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. Hey, our best of podcast goes up on iTunes in a few minutes. Download it, subscribe. We'll love you forever. My buddy Ben Maller coming up next. This is Fox. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is Finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 